1: Well, hello, this is Eric Eastep. I'm Scott Reevley, And this is another episode of the City on a Hill podcast. Welcome back. Uh, today, I don't know what today is, actually. Today's the fifth. Uh, this is coming out the end of Cinco May. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go buy burritos for dinner. That's ex- You're thank welcome. You. Thank you for You're that. You're welcome. I'm going to pick up food on the way home. It's going to be great. Um, so last month, there was a study that came out, and I realized that there is a Let's see a thirty-eight percent chance, Scott, that you are so stressed about political divisions that you may you may desire to quit being a pastor. How, how, how if I had a three-sided die and I and I flipped it? Does that sound about right? It does actually. <laughs> um, uh, might only need a coin. But <laughs> two sides jump to fifty percent. Yeah. So there was a um, a Barna research study uh, came out April twenty seventh. And the top three reasons, uh, this is for Protestant pastors um, who had seriously considered quitting the ministry. Um, It's gone up about 13% in the last year. Uh, But the top three reasons they gave for their desire to quit were, number one, the immense stress of the job. 56% said that. Uh, 43% said, I feel lonely and isolated. That was number two. And number three was 38%, and it's the current political divisions. That was the main or the top, those are the top three stressors, and i i don't know about you, but they kind of all sound like the same thing to me <laughs> well, it does make me kind of smile first of all, it
0: makes me smile and say the immense stress
1: of the job sounds so overwhelming oh yeah, but the reality is what if that's the i don't know about uh, polling. Uh, polling questions, but throwing an adjective on that. Do you have immense <laughs> stress? I don't know. Well, shoot. But the, real-
0: the reality is that a fair amount of the stress of the job probably does come from political divisions, and I don't know if you can add those percentages, but it, they probably
1: dovetailed there together for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, so that was those considering quitting. But then they they asked pastors who were not considering quitting um, how they rated the stressors as well, the top issues and fairly similar uh but number 1 was still the immense stress of the job immense but it was only 34% um number 2 in this one was the current political divisions that's 32% and then number 3 was i feel lonely and isolated at 18% so it does this sound reasonable to you well it does and it
0: makes me wonder kind of what where the stress level uh needs to be before you consider quitting Mm. because it, here at thirty four percent yeah we're we're not gonna quit but at fifty six percent yeah we need to start thinking about quitting and i, I seriously i just mm. am wondering um you know how people perceive that stress and stuff so um as as they feel it more i i'm sure that you're inclined to just be done with it
1: mm-hmm and, and not to make light of, of the stress, I, I've heard anecdotal evidence about a lot of pastors leaving the ministry and um, churches having less pastors than when, they st- when the pandemic started, that kind of thing. That's, that's an ongoing story and a serious one. And,
0: and I mean, the great resignation hit the church too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I've talked to, I, I have personally talked to pastors. I mean, these, these percentages seem about right to me. Of the pastors that I've talked to, who say, you know, I I would love to be done. I mm. I would quit, but I can't, or something mm. like that. You know. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I I think there's there is something to it, and uh, I'm uh, I guess I'm glad that they have some kind of uh, a numbers at least did
1: a study so that we mm. can
0: talk about it. Really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and and to show that uh, political divisions for for a, a sampled. Group of pastors, that political divisions is in the top three um, serious issues that cause stress in the church. Um, what I don't know, what do you think, Scott? Of just where 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 would you rank it?
0: Oh, it would be in the top three mm-hmm.
1: without any question. I mean, that's why we started this
0: podcast was yeah. because it was uh, it was pretty overwhelming in 2020, mm-hmm. and I I didn't know what to do with it. I'd never really felt stress from political Mm. divisions before. And so I was caught off guard by it, but yeah, it, it would definitely be in the top three, I mean, Mm. give me, give me, I don't know, 97 other problems in church, but that would be, that would be in the top three probably.
2: Mm.
1: And I think we noted here that the sample, uh, was 510 pastors. Yeah, that's what it was, 510 pastors, and all these were um, ones that had signed up to be part of kind of an ongoing panel, so they're invested pastors, self-selecting to be involved, highly motivated to care for the church, love the church, engage, um, want good things. They're, give their opinion about give their opinion yeah. things,
0: which, which would indicate to me that they're probably more invested than uh, many pastors— so I would expect the stress that they feel. Maybe they have, maybe they're just going to admit everything more freely. But my my thought is that there are a lot of pastors who are who are not sort of in the center here of this panel that are feeling these stressors, and in it, it's likely worse than their research showed.
1: Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It's it's third. It's listed as thirty eight percent here, but. Maybe the ones that aren't talking, it's...
0: Yeah, 38% of self-selected people right. would in- make me think that it's maybe um, maybe higher than that even. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, one other, one other thing that was interesting about the, the r- research is we only told you the top three. Down in the list mm. are the ministry has an adverse effect on my family, or mm. my family feels undue stress because of the ministry, something like that. Mm. And it it did occur to me... That, and, and it is stressful. I mean, uh, there is, if anything about the ministry is um, uh, sort of uh, myth-worthy, it's the fact that pastor's kids are the ones that are mm. the trouble and and that there's trouble in the pastor's home. And um, that, it, it seems to me that these pastors would choose, not choose, but the wear and tear on their family is less than Mm. the wear and tear because of political divisions, which if, if you think of it in those terms, just from what I know of pastor's families, that is, um, I mean that just makes it feel more brutal to me. Right. And I, I, that's kind of the reason I think we want to talk about it is I, I think it's easy to be a normal person in the church and not recognize the gravity that a partisan opinion brings with it into mm. a community. Mm. So, I, anyway, I it just as it's more grave to these pastors anyway than mm. the stress that they have in their
1: families from ministry. Mm. And I, I, I suppose, one goal of this particular episode could be to to fellow pastors. Hey, we're, we're, we hear you. We're we're with you in this. But maybe the other one is just to point out point out the the magnitude of the stress in a in a political divis- a politically divisive environment um i was as you were talking, I was just pondering wh- why is this why would the division be such a such a stressor because in a in a church context the pastor becomes the partisan referee often um and Man, of of the things we didn't sign up to do, being a partisan referee is was one of them. I and think that's a great
0: description, actually, a partisan referee. I think that's been some of the some of the stress for sure. I don't like refereeing any time, but to referee in church about political opinions is is mm-hmm. not fun at all. But I think some of it is. Then we, I would say, we. I'm going to speak for other pastors, maybe, but feel the burden to get chapter and verse, Mm. or figure out really what does God say about, and then fill in the blank, the fill in the blanks Mm -hmm. have been so wild, and there's been Mm. such a spectrum of fill in the blanks here in this past couple years that, I mean, I've been asked about things that that I didn't know the Bible (laughs) would even, you know, talk about or think about, and and I didn't then I people turn, had
1: opinions about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so I mean uh, I remember just uh, talking about the the leper in uh, the book of Matthew who the lepers had to be uh, quarantined. They mm-hmm. had to be physically distant. They had to cover their mouth. They had to wear a mask in other words. And then there all of a sudden I found the chapter and verse. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah, those things are just so many things like that that um you you have to weigh in on that you really number one don't want to weigh in on and second of all are unprepared to weigh in on that's I think where a lot of the stress mm-hmm.
2: came
1: in yeah you you know now we're going to get emails that that we told we said people are lepers who <laughs> who who may or may not have coronavirus that's
0: well some people already <laughs> accused me of that when i when i before pre- you even had the verse when probably. I preached about man, no, when I found the verse, and I did say something about it in church, and, yeah, um anyway.
1: So so there's that referee piece um, and yeah, the, the, the broadness of the, of the questions, the broadness of the topics. And I don't know about you, but my, I mean, we were trained to read the Bible, interpret the Bible, study the Bible, apply the Bible, um, do some, some textual analysis. So when someone comes with something um, I'm, I'm trained to do this depth of knowledge thing, like, Oh shoot, I have another question. I have to engage at some level like that, which is just a lot of work. And when when there's so many questions, it ends up being a, a large amount of time where, okay, I, I apparently I have to know about epidemic response and I have to know about um, police reform or police budgets or whatever. And th- that's just a lot on the plate, especially when people are being informed um, by whichever partisan source. Mm. And you're standing in the middle, not, not really the middle, not the political middle. Um, I want to make that clear, but when you're the referee, you're having, you're, um, having to kind of push people apart because they're going to just use their partisan talking points. And I just felt like I can't even, I can't even engage those talking points and I don't normally engage those talking points. And it required a bunch of extra research on my part to actually, if I'm going to say something, I have to know it's true that kind of thing did you experience any of that or is that just my own well you know some of it is uh you know the depth of research some
0: and that's a legitimate thing i mean uh, there's a lot of things i still don't know much about mm. um but i think the other thing for me is that almost all of these things have come with some level of tension mm. in other words that you can go this far and no farther or you I mean you can um You can submit to the government, but only up to this point, or you can um, have uh, justice, but then there also has to be compassion, Mm -hmm. and you've got competing Mm -hmm. biblical values, and you're trying to not, if you're trying to not be partisan Mm. and uh, trying to settle some kind of division between people who only hold one or only hold the other, and then think about how the church would represent uh, Christ in the community, and in some respect, balance what non-believing world values, uh, so that they would see Jesus as uh, someone to be uh, embraced and pursued, rather than somebody who just has a church. You know, Jesus has a church that doesn't care or whatever. So, I mean, there are, there are those things, and a lot of them are, you know, there's some that are rational, there are some that are emotional. Mm. And so the the whole complexity of these competing ideas and some of them not all being rational, that, that for me was the hard part, I think, mm. the fact that it all got kind of stirred together, and then I had to somehow maybe figure it out. I don't know. Mm.
1: I think one of the things in the study that I found most interesting was The difference. So you have you have the one group that says considering quitting, the other one that's not considering quitting, and one of the main differences, other than the political divisions moving up or down, is the twenty five percent increase in loneliness for those that are considering quitting. There was a forty three percent feel lonely or isolated if they were considering quitting, and if they weren't, but they're distressed, um, eighteen percent felt lonely or isolated, and it just reminded me of the need for, for community, for friendship, for the ability to talk to someone about, and maybe not even within the church, uh, just someone, someone else. And I know for me, because I've had people that I can call and, Hey, I just need to call and talk to you and chat through this thing. And I had this type of, this type of conversation, or, or I had another one of those, I had another ABC conversation, um, and not have to not have to wrestle with with that particular friend, that they can just listen or they can bear the burden with me or whatever. That's a huge driver of, of help.
0: Well, the, the reality is the the statistical difference between those two groups, the quitting group and the non-quitting group, one was 38 and one was 32. In other words, the, they the felt the piece. political mm-hmm. pressure, one at 38 and one at 32, which was not that significant compared to the loneliness factor. Mm-hmm. So you're totally right, and having having people that number one can help you talk through the ideas so you can understand it. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing I found very helpful. Is I I owe a pretty big debt to several people who have just uh, talked me through some things that I didn't mm-hmm. really understand. And some of it is there are there the other side of community, I suppose, is that people will um, just listen and or support mm-hmm. when it is when I'm <laughs> wanting to quit, I suppose, mm-hmm. you know. So there, there are a couple of different kinds of uh, values of having community to lean on. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: do you think back, thinking back to 20, well, let's go 2020, pick a month in 2020, it doesn't matter, <laughs> um, compared to 2020 in this political uh, political stress piece, do you think you are more or less stressed than you were in 2020?
0: I think I'm quite a bit less stressed um, now, partly because uh, you know you and I are th- thinking about these things and talking about things, and the work that I've done and the books that I've read and the things I've tried to uh, get clear on. You know, partly for the podcast, but partly to be a pastor in a mm-hmm. politically divided time. Mm-hmm. I I feel more equipped now than I did. Uh, in 2020. I mean, 2020 was really uh, sort of a, one of those moments when I just was not ready for what hit. Mm. And that's what was stressful for me is like, oh, um, yeah, I got a, I, I got a pastor differently mm. than I did. I mean, I really had tried to avoid politics most of my career and done it fairly successfully, mm. but it was unavoidable in 2020. So... Uh, it's probably still unavoidable. It's a little uh, easier to avoid, I think. Now, some, I think, some of that, the, compared the, to 2020, yeah, yeah, compared to 2020, I think the high-profile um, you know, George Floyd things and that sort of thing have probably they've died down, which doesn't they haven't re- been resolved, but they've died down. So it, I don't have the mm. there isn't quite the the pressure there, but there is um, still, nonetheless. Uh, there's something regular, like even this mm. week with the Supreme Court leak, mm-hmm. you know, there's always something that kind of keeps you off balance. But uh, by and large, I don't feel as unprepared for those things. And as I did before, and that, mm. that was a source of stress for me, I think.
1: Mm. The, you mentioned the being a avoiding political or being apolitical in the mm-hmm. past. Do you think that in general has been like five years ago, that was that was what was going on. But do you think that was a benefit or a hindrance?
0: Well, I don't know that I would put it in benefit or hindrance terms. I would say that because of the approach that I took, I did not help the church mm. uh, follow Jesus with respect to the public arena mm. like I could have potentially. I mean, that's. I don't know I would have been I was a long ways from being ready to help people then I think, but nonetheless uh i I think some of the pressure came from the fact that many Christians were unformed mm. with respect to and I think it caught all of us off guard a little bit mm-hmm. with respect to um politics, with respect to partisanship, with respect to uh, I think we we're unformed really, with respect to our intake of uh, opinions from a uh, variety of news outlets and that sort of thing. I think mm-hmm. I just don't think that the church really said, had kind of come to grips with, I've got to s- submit all of these things to Jesus, mm. not just the ends. In other words, I got to have a good uh, opinion. I got to get to a good opinion. That's true. But all of the means as well mm-hmm. and uh, that were affecting so many people uh, emotionally and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I just would say I probably didn't do what I could have done to get the the church ready for a stressful season like that. Mm. And therefore it was additionally stressful for me. So mm. there you go.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a good question though. And I, um, yeah, I would, would I do it differently? Um, probably had we started off with this kind of podcast and this kind of work a decade ago, I would have probably been a lot more ready and maybe our church would have been more ready too. I don't know. Mm.
1: Do you think, I mean, we've changed. There, there, this this podcast is evidence that that's there's mm-hmm. a different posture in that, um, and the goal is not to be a more partisan church. The goal is to be uh, a more gospel informed in, in the political ramifications, mm-hmm. um, which I I think we're doing at least in this audio recording listener, um, but in other things as well. So we, we've we've changed a little bit in that. Do you think do you think there's potential for for breakthrough in that? Um, is it Is this going to (laughs) work? Well, I I mean, there's always
0: potential. I think the Lord can always uh, rescue people. He can rescue me. He can rescue his church. So, yeah, I'm not hopeless. Mm. But but the reality is I think that uh, the stress that we're talking about Mm -hmm. is fairly complex. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, some of it. And that's so I don't think that, oh, if everyone was just, you know, had the same opinion about CRT, then we'd all be set. Or I don't think it's a, let's become, uh, let's cultivate uniformity. I don't think that's the answer. But I, because I don't know that it's all, it, you know, some of it's covert as well as overt, mm. in other words, it isn't just that the, you know, Republican talking point is this, or the democratic candidate is that, and uh, person and and we're going to talk about those, uh, explicitly partisan things Mm -hmm. but rather the 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 difficulty and i think the division happens below the surface there Mm. i mean that might be the surface i mean the red Mm -hmm. and the blue are the surface you might say right but below the surface is i think where i see uh, a lot of the stress i mean it's a little bit like a fault line you might Mm. say where uh, it's more subliminal uh, in that People receive information, let's say, from a partisan source mm-hmm. that is um, somewhat unsubstantiated, or somewhat unfiltered, or somewhat um, you know has expresses some opinion about the the current situation, whether it's you know your masks or your vaccines or your um, or Roe v Wade or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it isn't really what is actually going on. It's what's underneath what's going on. That's so stressful for me because in the thing that I'm not sure that we'll get a breakthrough on mm. because it's pretty hard to reason with, um, things cause you can't really see where they got that piece of information or that study, or it's not really rational mm. that, um you know, just even this, the whole leak this week was just, you know, people are marching for the right to kill babies is just, you can't reason with that Mm. and you can't make that go away. And you're asking me if there's going to be a breakthrough. I don't know. But because the thing is, it isn't at the Roe v. Wade level. The the stress is not at the Roe v. Wade level. I mean, that's going to, that's going to get overturned or it's not. And life isn't going to change very much because of the deeper issues, mm-hmm. and I think that for me is the the thing that when you're talking about political divisions causing stress in a church, it's those underneath things, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the unexamined, you know. So I maybe mean, yeah, marching to for the right to um, uh, exterminate an unborn baby is that's troubling for sure. It's also troubling to not have, um, an examined, um, pro-life stance, I suppose, where mm. it's compassionate or it's, um, uh, not dependent on, uh, a Roe v. Wade solution. Mm. <laughs> Cause I, I don't think the answer is going to be that. I mean, I've heard right. some people even this week talking about, let's not make it, you know, legal or illegal. Let's make it unthinkable. Mm. You know, if um, if abortion was unthinkable, that would be a whole different thing. But because that's operating at a different level, mm-hmm. and I think it's that unseen kind of s- subterranean level that causes me mm-hmm. the stress as a pastor. Because getting at that is very hard, right? And because you don't you don't know where it's coming from, really, right? Um, so anyway, well, I don't, at, that, at the that, level
1: of of st- the stressor, I think the the thing that is most difficult for me or stressful for me, or or really the reason I even want to do this podcast is because people, um, have given themselves in political discipleship. Mm -hmm. We've been, we've been apolitical for years, um, as a church. And we thought we were, we thought we were. Yep. And people went somewhere else for the political discipleship and, and maybe thinking or not, maybe knowingly or not, but they, they give themselves, um, over into following something else. And, and here, think this way about this thing. So when, when there's disagreement, when, there's, uh, when fights break out on the field, um, it's hard for people to even realize they are responding with their discipleship. And their discipleship is not from church. Mm-hmm. Their discipleship is from whatever um, cable news network or, or Twitter or Facebook or the stuff I read on the internet that is, that is uh, charged in a partisan manner if something was just political, it'd probably be pretty boring. Um, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily be bad. It I'm learning and trying to figure it out and how do how do all these cogs come together? But there's a lot of partisan discipleship. And I think the stress for me is that I'll, I'll be having historically, I've had conversations with people and I'm, I'm observing like you, you don't even know, um, where you got this discipleship you're 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 speaking with with talking points that are partisan and you don't even realize it Mm -hmm. um and i mean you can probably do this for yourself just ponder like why do i think xyz why is that my knee-jerk reaction to whatever um whatever political response or policy response and it may be a, a partisan source um and not necessarily something informed by scripture or founded on scripture then obviously there's not everything in scripture but that's, that's a question worth asking. Well, the, the other thing that that
0: just reminded me of is that those uh, opinions or those partisan uh, alliances or partisan leanings, uh, there, are, there are non-Christian reasons to lean to the right or lean to the left, uh, to feel that you are a conservative liberal or a, or a progressive liberal or whatever but you're liberal, and I mean there. There, in other words, there are, uh, there are reasons that you might care about how about taxation or about um, any number of things, that really aren't um, biblical Christian reasons, and that's fine. And I'm super happy that people love their country and have opinions about how about the future of the country. That's different than having. Uh, opinions about uh, Christianity or, mm. or Christian opinions about their country. And, and I think what's stressful for me, since we're talking about my stress, this is therapy for me today. Some this is, is morphed quite a bit. I, I wasn't <laughs> actually it wasn't going to be this. therapy for Scott today? <laughs> well, some of, the, some of the stress is when uh, something, uh, it, an opinion um, is legitimate, But then in an attempt to make it more legitimate, Mm. it gets layered over with some kind of a Christianity, Mm. uh, some version or some Bible verse or some, uh, opinion in, in, and that's for me, that's really stressful because then I've, Mm -hmm. even if I agree with it because I have a similar, uh, you know, partisan leaning maybe. I have to address it because I don't think that the, that it's Christian in that sense. Mm. And so I can't let it go, mm. but then I can't confront it and then it's stressful. So right, right. that again is another source, I think of the stress that you're asking me about. so mm.
1: <laughs> you, you can pay me later for the <laughs> therapy session. <laughs> That's right. I can't afford it. <laughs> I can't afford the therapy here today. Oh man. What are some. I, I have some, but what 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 are some takeaways? We've we've been talking about this at a pastor level. Pastors are stressed. Um I think the if the leaders of communities are stressed, there's probably stress within the community as well. So what what are some um practical takeaways we can do with this information
0: Well my my first thought is I hope it help I I mean I'm trying to tease apart why these things are stressful to pastors, which I hope is helpful to people to recognize um, at what level this impacts them. Because mm-hmm. I think it does impact all of us. And were we to process it maybe the way that I process it, <laughs> everyone would be stressed, which is kind of a, that's not my wish that everybody would be stressed. But I think that would be, and that is how it strikes me. So what are some takeaways? Uh, I think we, you've already mentioned that um, you need to be in a community where Mm -hmm. you can talk to people and not just post, uh, not just, uh, write it down in 140 characters or less, but you can have, it's 280 now, by the way, it is. Yes. Um, (laughs) there you go. So you can double the opinions, but nonetheless, if you can, uh, simply have people to talk to and listen to and practice on Mm -hmm. really that will help. Mm. I think commit yourself to learning. I mean, that's one of the things you, uh, uh, alluded to already too, is just, since we started the podcast, I mean, that's, that's what this podcast is for me is my mm. commitment to, uh, up my game. Sure. About how to, how to help the church with partisan pressure. And so, uh, I feel much more ready now than I did in 2020. Cause since mm. you asked me that
1: earlier, partly because of that. Um, Well, and if, if you commit to learning, you will get better. It, you will be stronger. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been talking about stress um, before we started, I was talking about running and I started running a couple of years ago and I remember huffing and puffing after three quarters of a mile and just, I hate running. This is horrible. And now I can go run six miles and it's whatever, nice. Let, let's, let's go do this. But I've trained my body to engage that stress. And so now when I run six miles, it's, there's still work involved, but. Mm-hmm. I, it feels like a doable thing. Uh, my body knows what to do. My my lungs start breathing different. Like the, I, you can I recover. pull in oxygen. All I can recover. Yeah. Um, and I've felt that same way about really. Let's go to the more the more referee conversations. If you find yourself having to be in the referee spot, um, the more I've engaged those and the more I've learned, the more I can go. Oh, okay, I, I know what this is, and I I can do this. Is conversation seven? All right, let's do conversation seven again, and. You, you get better at it. You get, mm-hmm. um, most of, most of life is stressful until you learn how to do it. And then, uh, once, once you learn how to do it, it's, it's less stressful because you you've trained. So I'd encourage, especially if you're in any, any type of referee role or find yourself in referee role, train, learn. Um, and if you are maybe one prone to be uh, held back by the referee, then, um, commit to learning how to talk with the other person as well, uh, rather than just getting into fight Facebook fights or something. I don't know. I don't know how you'd actually be fighting, but it, it happens. We know this and, and commit to trying to figure out how to converse with, um, your, your brother or sister. Mm-hmm. So what's another one? This says turn off the TV and social media. That's mine. So that's that, kind of always, that's our always, answer. that's, What did you hear in the podcast today? Well, and
0: you turn off TV and social media. Okay. Well, good. You must've been listening to City on the
1: hill then. Yep. I I, I don't know how many, I think we've done multiple episodes about turning off (laughs) the social media. Um, And in this context, I, I've been reminded if you, you can turn off social media, that's going to help you or at least be very guarded in the way you engage it. Because if you don't, um, if you engage that in an unchecked way, it will drive you. It'll polarize you to a, a partisan perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, what, whatever side you happen to to most lean toward, um, the alg- algorithm will give you what you want to hear, and it's gonna it's gonna polarize you. Um, and I, I can't tell. It's it's very helpful to pull off of that stuff. That that's probably one of the most annoying things for the campaign for me is I have to have a little bit of a presence. So I have Mm -hmm. to kind of get on sometimes. Mainly I just schedule it all. So it all happens in the background and I don't actually get on it. But, um, when I get on it and I accidentally get into the, the the infinite scroll a little bit, you, you can almost feel the pull. Like you're supposed to be angry. You're supposed to, you're supposed to freak out. Like, wait, I don't need this input. I don't need this discipleship. I don't, this is not helping me. It's not helping me follow Jesus. That's for sure. So Just one more recommendation. Don't do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There, I mean, there's social, we demonize social media, but there are, and again, we've talked about this before too. There are a lot of other organizations whose financial future is dependent on Mm -hmm. polarization and Mm -hmm. on uh, partisan support. And so those, those will tend to be polarizing sources also. Mm -hmm. So please just be careful of those. Definitely. Um, You know, it probably needs to be said too that uh, you know, pastors. This is about pastoral stress here, Mm. and um, while and and our our chief takeaway was that the pastors who want to quit are ones that feel lonely and isolated, Mm. and the pastors who are just uh, ticked off about um, political divisions but are going to keep working are the ones who have people in their lives. And so, yeah, it might be great um, to be a friend for your pastor. (laughs) Mm. You know, that might be one outcome of this conversation that would be helpful. Um, I think it would also help your pastor if um, you were less partisan and if you could um, kind of swing your weight around at church and help other people be less partisan, that would you know, to in other words, make this problem go away or minimize the problem somehow. Mm-hmm. In church, that would probably help your pastor also. But uh, anyway, I probably yeah, need go, to talk. Yeah, go over. buy
1: your pastor a beverage and yeah. just go sit
0: and talk. And yeah, that would be one. That would be one uh, outcome for sure. That would be uh, appreciated. But. Uh, but yeah, I think some of it is just if if we can help the church be less partisan, mm-hmm. then that means that that stressor is less for the pastor or for the whole church. So mm-hmm. that's the other side of it too. Yeah.
1: And and I'd add if if you're prone prone to partisanship, um pray for a change. <laughs> pray that God would uh mold that proclivity in you um because it can partisanship can be destructive that I'm, I'm not saying don't be political and we can have a future podcast about that because I, I think there's something inherent about uh, being political, the way we gather together, the way we organize each other, that's a political thing, but you don't have to be partisan. Um, and if, if that is a, a knee jerk reaction to you to, um, one defend, defend your team at all costs. If something's going on and there's some some indefensible thing and your proclivity is to defend it because that's our team and you don't talk bad about our team or vice versa. There's something on the other side and I'm going to demonize them because they are, they are evil because they're against us in any of that us, them type mentality. I would just pray, pray for character change, pray that God would change the way you interact with your neighbor. Um, cause you're, that's not, uh, living peaceably with everyone as as far as oh shoot I don't even as remember. as much as lies within there, you there yeah. you go I, I was jarbling multiple yeah. or garbling multiple so uh, pray for that um, I think the character of Christ would show a, a humility there um, a meekness uh, all, all those character traits listed in in the Sermon on the Mount well, I would just add you know you just talked about
0: demonizing the other team and you know defending your team. And I, I think that is kind of at the heart of the stress that this Mm. brings into the church is that we're trying to be a church and we're on different teams. Right. When we're, we're not on team Jesus, Mm. if we're on team Jesus, these other, you know, team affiliations or team things are, are less, but when we make them more and team Jesus kind of gets second Mm. uh, place or the back seat, then that's, that
1: tends to be where the
0: stress, uh, comes into the church. So
2: Mm.
1: anyway. Well, and if we were to go back to the, the referee, I'm just, I'm, I'm picturing a a cousin's football game. We split up all the cousins and you're going to be on this team and you're going to be on this team and we're going to play this game. It's almost like the cousins identified more with the little skirmish team that they were on than the fact that they were actually cousins and actually family members. And I, I just want to point out to anyone listening that your pastor loves you and cares for you, um, and desires you to be more connected with Jesus. And I, I think it breaks pastor's hearts when they see people, um, identify with some smaller, uh, less important team more than they identify with Jesus and his church. So I think that's a lot of the stress is there's a, there's a disconnect there and you're going, Hmm. no, this is just a little game. We're not, it shouldn't be this important, um, That's a good illustration. So so that's that. You can send an email. um, Maybe find another study about how the church is stressed out too, not just the pastors. Uh, But we hope this is helpful. Um, You can send us emails at comment at cityonahillpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get those podcasts. Rate us uh, if you find what we're doing helpful. A review goes a long way, so please fill that out. Um, If you leave an audio question at speakpipe.com slash city on a hill podcast. We can maybe use that in a future episode. And until next time we look forward to the next conversation.